They were only in her line of sight for a moment, but Elizabeth took in the fact that they wore buckskins and fur, that they were both tall and straight, although one considerably older than the other, and that they bore long rifles held at a purposeful angle. The team became unsettled, and Galileo spoke to them sharply as they broke stride and slowed. This roused Elizabeth's father immediately. "'Galileo!' he called out, half asleep. "'Galileo, what is the matter?' Judge Middleton rose as the sleigh drew to a halt. Elizabeth stood as well, stretching to follow the progress of the hunters, who had melted into the woods which lined the riverbed. From beneath his rugs and furs, Julian stretched and yawned expansively, and finally stood up to observe, peering over the driver's box. Just then the hunters, doubling back, emerged from the trees not far from the sleigh. Julian followed their progress with sleepy amusement. "'Highwaymen in New York State,' he laughed. "'I thought we left that kind of thing behind us on the London Road.' Elizabeth gave her brother a half-smile. "'Will you be serious, please? Surely you can see that those men are hunters? Natives, I suppose.' Her father was holding a staccato conversation with Galileo as he rumbled around in the front of the sleigh, and then he turned to face his children with his own gun over his arm. "'Come on, Lizzie,' Julian said, making ready to leave the sleigh. "'There are bandits at hand. We might as well join in the fun.' "'You will have to learn to look more closely, my boy,' said the judge. "'Don't you see anything worth your attention except hunters? Look where they're heading. There, at the next bend in the river. That's the biggest doe I've seen in two winters.' "'and I've got a new musket which I intend to put to good use.' "'Lizzie,' urged Julian again, gesturing toward her, but the judge shook his head. "'Stay with the sleigh,' he called to his daughter as he leapt down and sped off with Julian close behind. Julian sent her a look over his shoulder which she knew well. He was sympathetic, but unwilling to champion Elizabeth in her less ladylike pursuits. Elizabeth was not surprised to be left behind.' That was a woman's lot. Then she remembered that this was not England, and that she might ask for and do things considered bold at home. Galileo, she called up. Can we move forward a bit so I can see what's happening? Might be dangerous, miss, the man answered from the depths of his mufflers and wraps. The judge don't have a feel for that musket yet. What? Elizabeth laughed out loud. Do you think he would shoot us? Not on purpose, no, miss. Galileo sat down again on the box. But I don't put much faith in that smoothbore of his. When it was clear that the man meant what he said and did not intend to move into firing range, Elizabeth began to gather her skirts together. Well, then I'll go on foot, she said firmly. Balanced on the side of the sleigh for the jump down, she paused as a double gunshot burst and then echoed over the valley, chased by the baying of the dogs. Did they get the deer? Galileo was standing again to calm the horses, and he squinted in the direction of the shots. Somebody got something, he said slowly. Elizabeth set off as quickly as she was able, but the deep snow reached over the tops of her boots and her skirts were heavy. By the time she came within a few feet of the men, she was flushed and overheated. 
Pushing her hood of flannel and silk back onto her shoulders to feel the cold air on her scalp, she distinguished her brother's voice over the rush of the waterfall. She recognized the tone he reserved for servants, and she groaned inwardly. At the same time, although she did not know exactly why, she feared for his well-being. The men fell silent as she approached. Even the dogs settled down immediately beside the hunters. "'Elizabeth, my dear,' said the judge. "'I believe you would be more comfortable in the sleigh.' Elizabeth glanced uneasily from her father's friendly but distracted expression to her brother's angry one, and then at the hunters, who did not turn to greet her. This discourtesy she took as a sign of their disapproval, but Elizabeth was determined not to be sent off like a child. "'Did you get the deer, father?' The judge shook his head. "'No, I'm afraid I didn't. "'Hawkeye, Mr. Bonner, got the dough, "'and I—well, I should have listened to Galileo.'